Warning, this podcast may contain strong explicit language as this is my personal opinions on football. Listener discretion advised. You are now listening to The Stumpy Show. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? And welcome to another edition of The Stumpy Show. I am your host, as always, Kyle Stump, a.k.a. Stumpy. And looking back on week nine, there was one thing that came into my head about a good majority of these games, and that's upset. Because this week around the NFL, there were a lot of upsets. So let's get right into it and not waste any more time. And first up, we got one game that I'd want to talk about a good amount, and that's the game between the Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars. As this game was way low scoring as I thought it would be, and came down to the wire, which I did not expect, with the game mostly a defensive sort of game. As for the Bills, Josh Allen had 31, went 31 for 47 for 264 yards passing, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions along with five carries for 50 yards on the ground. And in the receiving game, Stefan Diggs had six receptions for 85 yards, and Emmanuel Sanders with four receptions for 65 yards. And as for the Jags, not much to talk about offensively, or anything on offense worth bragging about, as Trevor Lawrence went 15 for 26 for 118 yards passing. And in the ground game, Carlos Hyde had 21 carries for 67 yards. And in the receiving game, Dan Arnold had 4 receptions for 60 yards. And the Jacksonville defense were surprisingly well in this game, as defensive tackle Taven Bryan had 2 sacks on the day. And one player on the Jaguars I gotta talk about, he had 8 tackles, 1 sack, 1 interception, and 1 fumble recovery, and I'm talking about Josh Allen. And yes, there are two Josh Allens. Yeah, mind-blowing. Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime right there. I mean, they were both pick, both top draft prospects in their respective draft classes. And both were drafted 7th overall by their respected teams. But key difference is, one's a... The one is a, the quarterback of the Bills, and the other is the outside is a linebacker for the Jaguars. And even though part of this game on offense was a more brutal than Travis Scott's Astro Wallet Fest, lots and prayers going out to those eight, the families of those eight people that died at that concert. The Jaguars surprisingly came came up with the upset as they won this game nine to six. And now we go to another game I did not expect the outcome to happen in this game. Of course, I'm talking about the Denver Broncos and Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I don't know what got into the Broncos as Teddy Bridgewater went 19 for 28 with 249 yards passing and one touchdown. And in the ground game, Javante Williams had 17 carries for 111 yards and Melvin Gordon had 21 carries for 80 yards. And in the receiving game, Tim Patrick had four receptions for 85 yards and one touchdown, and Jerry Judge Judy had six receptions for 69 yards. Not much on Denver's defense to note besides one interception by Caden Stearns 
and two sacks on the day by Jonathan Cooper. And as for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott went 19 for 36 for 232 yards passing, two touchdowns, and one interception. And in the ground game, Ezekiel Elliott had 10 carries for 51 yards. And in the receiving game, Dalton Schultz had four receptions for 54 yards. And Malik Turner had five receptions for 33 yards and two touchdowns. And on defense, Micah Parsons had two and a half sacks. I mean, I'm not saying that dude's come out of nowhere this season, but he pretty much has. But as I mentioned, Dak Prescott had two touchdowns on the day. But let me put it to you like this. The Broncos were leading 30 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. Come on, man. Yeah, by then it was too little too late for the Cowboys to make a comeback. As in a shocking turn of events, the Broncos won this game in a crazy upset, 30 to 16. You blew it! I know, right? And since Stephen A. Smith isn't here right now to say it, I might as well say it. How about them cowboys? Y'all thought them they were still them boys. How about them cowboys? And next up, we got another interesting game between the Las Vegas Raiders versus the New York Giants. I mean, in all seriousness, the Raiders were just off losing Henry Ruggs due to legal troubles. So it was going to be hard for the Raiders coming into this game, trying to shake off that emotion from all that's been happening. And this was pretty much how they did. And quarterback Derek Carr went 30 for 46, 260, I mean, 296 yards passing, one touchdown and two interceptions. Not bad completion to attempt ratio, but the rest, and, and yards too, but the rest, yikes. In the rushing game, Josh Jacobs had 13 carries for 76 yards. And in the receiving game, Darren Waller had seven receptions for 92 yards. Running back Kenyon Drake having six receptions for 70 yards. And Hunter Renfro having seven receptions for 49 yards and one touchdown. And on defense, Yannick Ngakwe had two sacks on the day. And for the Giants, Daniel Jones went 15 for 20 with 110 yards passing and one touchdown. And in the rushing game, Devontae Booker, who had been taken over for Saquon Barkley, had 21 carries for 99 yards. And on defense, it was an interesting game for Xavier McKinney as he had two interceptions on the day. And this game was close, but you guessed it again, another shocking ups upset as in this game as the Giants won this game 23-16. And you thought the Raiders could catch a break after the Ruggs incident? No, they have not. As the Raiders released... The other 2020 first round pick, Damon Arnett, after a video emerged of him wielding a gun. And let's face it, very soon this team is going to be replaced by the Mean Machine from the Adam Sandler version of The Longest Yard. I mean, you can laugh at the Raiders all you want, but then again, you kind of have to feel bad for them. That this is always happening to them. And the next game that we got is the Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints. And this game was another close one going into this game, with the end result being that close. As for the Falcons, Matt Ryan went 23 for 30 for 343 yards, passing, and two touchdowns. And in the receiving game, somebody who's been lighting it up for the Packers unexpectedly, Cordero Patterson having six receptions, for 126 yards 
Russell Gage had seven receptions for 64 yards. And Kyle Pitts had three receptions for 62 yards. And for the Saints, this was Trevor Simeon's first start in a very long time as he went 25 for 41 for 249 yards passing and two touchdowns. And in the rushing game, Alvin Kamara went thir had 13 carries for 50 yards and one touchdown, along with four receptions for 54 yards receiving. And also in the rushing game, an old friend returned, yes, you guessed it, Mark Ingram as he had 9 carries for 43 yards. And this game was very close to the end, at the end, as we almost saw the Falcons pull their famous lead the entire game and almost blow it at the final minutes. It seemed like that until kicker Youngway Koo kicked a another game-winning field goal at the final seconds to win the game for the Falcons, as the Falcons won this game 27-25. And the next game that we got is my New England Patriots versus the Carolina Panthers. And not much of a big game for the Pats offensively, just like just a little bit like last game. But not bad altogether as Mac Jones went 12 for 18 for 139 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. And in the rushing game, a surprisingly good game for one running back, and that being rookie Ramondre Stevenson, as he had 10 carries for 62 yards. Also, Brandon Bolden had 8 carries for 54 yards, and Damian Harris had 15 carries for 30 yards and one touchdown. And on defense, with besides one sack by Matthew Judon, Matthew Judon. There were two interceptions by J.C. Jackson, with one of them being a pick six from 88 yards, and one interception by Jamie Collins on the day. And for the Panthers, this is the this was the first game in a long time for Christian McCaffrey as he was suffering and hamstring. Forget if it was a hamstring or ankle injury, one or the other. As Sam Darnold went 16 for 33 for 172 yards and no touchdowns and three interceptions. And anybody who throws three interceptions in one game deserves one of these. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Clearly. As in the rushing game, Christian McCaffrey, in his first game back, had 14 carries for 52 yards, along with four receptions for 54 yards receiving. And on defense, there was one sack each by both Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick, with the NFL missing, um, yeah, just not catching a call, when Burns sacked Mac Jones and made him fumble the football, having Jones grabbing his ankle throughout the play. And also on defense for the Panthers, this was the first game for Stephon Gilmore against his former team, and what does he do? At least get one interception on the day. But when Darnold was throwing interceptions, this game was pretty much over as the Patriots won this game 24-6. And we got another game, which the outcome I did not expect. And this is the game between the Cleveland Browns and the, and the Cincinnati Bengals. As for the Browns, Baker Mayfield went 14 for 21 for 218 yards, passing, and two touchdowns. And in the rushing game, man... This is another running back who always impresses. Nick Chubb having 14 carries for 137 yards, 
and two touchdowns. And in the receiving game, one guy who's been impressing and pretty much has been having a breakout season so far for the Browns, Donovan Peoples-Jones having two receptions for 86 yards and one touchdown. And on defense, Troy Hill had two sacks on the day and an interception each by free agent pickup safety from the Rams, John Johnson, and 2018 fourth, fourth overall pick, Denzel Ward. As Ward had a 99-yard pick six, second longest in Browns history. And for the Bengals, Joe Burrow went 28 for 40 for 282 yards, passing zero touchdowns and two interceptions. And in the ground game, Joe Mixon had 13 carries for 64 yards and two touchdowns. And in the receiving game, T. Higgins had six receptions for 78 yards. And the outcome of this game, I did not expect. I would have expected it to be close, but not with a final score like this, as the Browns won this game 41-16. to And the next game that we got is um pretty much a tank bowl right here as the Houston Texans squared off against the Miami Dolphins. As for the Texans, Tyron Taylor had his first game back and went 24 for 43 for 240 yards passing and zero touchdowns and three interceptions. And I know Tyron Taylor just got back from an injury, but three interceptions is still unacceptable. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! And for the Miami Dolphins, no tour tongue of Aloha, and in comes Jacoby Brissett, as he had 20, went 26 for 43 for 244 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. And in the rushing game, Miles Gaskin had 20 carries for 34 yards and one touchdown. And in the receiving game, rookie Jalen Waddell had eight receptions, for 83 yards. And on defense, defensive tackle Emmanuel Ogbog had two and a half sacks on the day. As the Dolphins would go on to win this game with a final score of 17 to 9. And the next game that we got is the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. For the Chargers, Justin Herbert went 32 for 38. For 356 yards passing and two touchdowns, along with five carries for 14 yards and one touchdown in the in the rushing game, and in the receiving game, Keenan Allen had 12 receptions for 104 yards. Mike and Mike Williams had two receptions for 58 yards. And for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts went 11 for 17. For 162 yards passing and one touchdown. And in the rushing game, Jordan Howard had 17 carries for 71 yards and one touchdown. Almost playing like he's back in Chicago. And I almost forgot, Hurts had 10 carries for 62 yards on the ground. And in the receiving game, rookie Devontae Smith had 5 receptions for 116 yards and one touchdown. And this game came down to the wire. Almost seemed like Philly Philly was going to win this game in a shocking upset until Justin Herbert ran in ran the ball in for a touchdown. And the Chargers would go on to win this game 27 to 24. And the next game that we got is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Baltimore Ravens. And this game was pretty much what I pegged as a potential upset. And this game was pretty close as I kind of predicted. As Kirk Cousins for the Vikings 
had went 17 for 28 for 187 yards passing and two touchdowns. And in the ground game, Dalvin Cook had 17 carries for 110 yards. And in the receiving game, Justin Jefferson had three receptions for 69 yards and one touchdown. And for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson went 27 for 41 for 266 yards passing, three touchdowns, and two interceptions, along with 21 carries for and for 120 yards rushing on the day for Jackson. And in the receiving game, Marquise Hollywood Brown had nine receptions for 116 yards, and Rashad Bateman had five receptions for 52 yards. And this game would go into overtime, which was ended by a Justin Tucker field goal to seal it in overtime, with Justin Tucker being a modern-day Adam Vinatieri. As the Ravens would go on to win a very close game with a final score of 34-31 to in overtime. Next game that we got is the Green Bay Packers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Out comes Aaron Rodgers due to catching COVID, and in comes 2020 first-rounder Jordan Love. And I've said that Jordan Love needs to have the best game ever as a quarterback if the Packers had any shot of winning this game. That he pretty much did not. As Jordan Love went 19 for 34, for 190 yards passing, one touchdown, and one interception. I mean, not bad numbers, by the way. Showing a little promise. In the rushing game, Aaron Jones had 12 carries for 53 yards, and A.J. Dillon had 8 carries for 46 yards. And as for the Chiefs, Mahomes did alright, but probably not as better. As Mahomes went 20 for 37, for a whopping 166 yards passing, one touchdown and one touchdown. Only difference between Love and Mahomes was Mahomes did not throw an interception. And in the rushing game, Daryl Williams had nine 19 carries for 70 yards. And in the receiving game, Travis Kelsey had five receptions for 68 yards. Overall, I don't know what's been going on with this Chiefs offense who have been like one of the best offenses in the past couple years and then have downgraded a huge amount since last Super Bowl. And this is pretty much no wonder why they probably don't have a big shot at making the playoffs if they keep this up. But they were at least lucky to come up with the win in this one as the Chiefs won this game 13-7. to And also, I forgot to mention, Arrowhead, why did you have to do Jordan Love's mom dirty having her in the nosebleed seats when her son is making his first NFL start? And next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals versus the San Francisco 49ers. And for the Cardinals, they were coming into this game without Kyler Murray and without DeAndre Hopkins. So for the Cardinals, in came career journeyman Colt McCoy. And who he did surprisingly well as he went 22 for 26 for 249 yards passing and one touchdown. And in the rushing game, James Conner had 21 carries for 96 yards and two touchdowns, along with five receptions for 70 yards receiving, 77 yards and one touchdown receiving. And all speaking of the receiving game, Christian Kirk 
had six receptions for 91 yards. And on defense, it was a big sack game for Marcus Golden, who had three sacks on the day. And also one sack each from Chandler Jones and Jordan Phillips. And an interception by Buda Baker. And for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo went 28 for 40 for 326 yards passing, two touchdowns, and one interception. And this game was the return of George Kittle, as he had six receptions for 101 yards and one touchdown. And Brandon Ayuk, let's go Brandon, had six receptions for 89 yards and one touchdown. But this game was far from close, as the Arizona Cardinals would go on to win this game 31-17. And the next game that we got is the Tennessee Titans versus the Los Angeles Rams. As in this game, for the Titans, they didn't do much offensively, as Ryan Tannehill went 19-27 for for 143 yards, passing one touchdown and one interception along with two carries for three yards and one touchdown rushing. And in the rushing game, out was Derrick Henry, and in was Adrian Peterson, as he had 10 carries for 21 yards and one touchdown. I mean, that's not much to brag about, but one touchdown's one touchdown. And on defense, one player had a surprisingly good game, that being defensive end 2019 first-rounder Jeffrey Simmons, as he had three sacks on the day. And also one interception by each, David Long and Kevin Byard. As for the Rams, Matthew Stafford went 31 for 48 for 294 yards, passing one touchdown and two interceptions. And in the ground game, Daryl Henderson had 11 carries for 55 yards. And in the receiving game, Robert Woods had seven receptions for 98 yards, and Cooper Cup with 11 receptions for 95 yards. And the Rams had a solid game defensively, as Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald had one sack each and one interception by Jalen Ramsey. But that was not enough to defeat the Titans, as the Titans would go on to win this game 28-16. And the next game that we got was a Monday night game between the Chicago Bears versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this game was surprisingly close, and it almost seemed like Chicago was gonna come away with the victory after scoring 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. As Justin Fields went 17-29, for for 291 yards passing, one touchdown, and one interception. And in the rushing game, this was a game, scratch that, along with eight carries for 45 yards on the ground for Fields. And also in the rushing game, this game marked the return for running back David Montgomery, as he had 13 carries for 63 yards. And in the receiving game, Colt Komet, Cole Komet had six receptions for 87 yards, and Allen Robinson had four receptions for 68 yards. And the Bears had a solid game defensively as Roquan Smith, Robert Quinn, and Cassius Marsh had one sack each. And for the Steelers, Big Ben had went 21 for 30 for 205 yards passing and two touchdowns. And on the ground game, Najee Harris had 20, 22 carries for 62 yards and one touchdown. And a solid game for those Steelers on defense as TJ Watt had three sacks on the day 
and also one interception by Cameron Hayward. And as I mentioned that the Bears almost won this game, but they didn't thanks to one man on the re... re on the referee squad. Being the player of this game, Tony Corrent. With 12 penalties called for a total of 120 yards, 6 missed calls, 1 awful taunting call, and 10 points gifted to the Steelers. As the game would be settled with a Chris Bos Boswell field, field goal to end the game as the Steelers won this game 29-27. to A game ruined by ref ball and this was pretty much an example of that. And now we go on to Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week. For my Offensive Player of the Week, I gotta go with Jonathan Taylor, running back of the Indianapolis Colts. He's pretty much set the tone all season for the Colts in the rushing game. And against the New York Jets, it was nothing different with around 172 yards rushing and two touchdowns on the day. And he is now almost with one big more big game which could happen next week. And he's passing Derrick Henry for most rushing yards this season. As Henry's not gonna reach those numbers after that this season. After Henry is suffering an injury and is expecting to miss 6-10 to 10 weeks. And Jonathan Taylor could be taking the rushing title. If Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb don't have a better season going on than him. And speaking of Nick Chubb, he was one of my honorable mentions for this. Also along with Justin Herbert from the Los Angeles Chargers. And for my Defensive Player of the Week, it was real close, but I gotta go with Josh Allen from the Jacksonville Jaguars. One interception, one sack, and one fumble recovery. That hasn't happened in a while, honestly. And this is like the, I think the first time in like three seasons that it's been done. I don't know, I'd have to look that up. And my honorable mentions have to go to J.C. Jackson from the New England Patriots, T.J. Watt from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Jeffrey Simmons from the Tennessee Titans. And outside of the NFL right now, the college football playoffs is, is right around the corner. And right now we are down to pretty much so far the four teams that could be making it into the college football playoffs. And that's a four-team tournament the top four teams in the nation competing for the BCS National Championship. The top four contenders for the college football playoffs as of right now are the Georgia Bulldogs, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the Oregon Ducks, and the Ohio State Buckeyes. And we still got the entire month of November and by then some of that might change down the line but if it does I will let you know if that happens. With week 9 in the books, now we go on to week 10 of the NFL season and we will and it will be kicked off with the um, Thursday night game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. And on paper and so far this season, this game should probably be expected to be a blowout as the Ravens had a close overtime win against the Vikings going on last week. And I feel like Lamar Jackson's not going to have much trouble against Miami's defense as compared to Minnesota as he had some trouble here and there. And these Ravens are facing off against a Miami Dolphins team who earlier in the year were picked to be a playoff contender. And ever since the first game against the Patriots, they have been far from that. Whether it's injuries to Tua Tonga Valoa or 
having an overachieving defense from last season and some of those key pieces from that defense are gone i mean yes they have still have xavier howard but he hasn't done much besides that first game and not a lot of people on that dolphins defense has stepped it up sure jerome baker but that's mostly it but i don't think jerome baker can like lead a team completely on defense in my prediction i'm not really giving miami much of a chance but i don't know if Tua Tungvaloa is playing. I mean, he is listed as day-to-day going into this game, but I don't know exactly going forward. So my prediction in this game, I feel like the Ravens will take this game with a final score of 28-17. to And that will wrap up this episode of the Stumpy Show. Definitely a week full of surprises and some good games and some bad games. But that's the NFL for you. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Stump, a.k.a. Stumpy, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.